The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Oh, it ain't midweek news, though. Good afternoon, everybody, on this humble event uh, no, evening. And act this is not the, the original, not the midweek news. Right, right, right. Um, we just felt, you know, in our hearts, especially in the, there's a time in our nation. I, I can tell you, I, I don't feel much separ- much more separated now than I did. <laughs> Looks like he froze again. And as well. And, uh... I can tell you that we're super divided right now, and a lot of people don't understand uh, the implications that happened on that fateful day where evil, evil uh, struck American soil and murdered uh, thousands, uh, upwards of 3,000 individuals on a day uh, that was just a beautiful morning in America, and uh, it I wanted to kind of do this along with Iceman, and you see all these kids nowadays, like my son, uh, he went to school, and he came home today, and of course, you know, teachers, a good teacher is going to show the 9-11 story, just like they do on Pearl Harbor Day, um, and they educate you on what happened that day, and, you know, there's little kids in the school that were laughing about it, and the events, and stuff like that, and that's because they don't know, and they've never been taught, and they don't for lack of a better word, they have ignorance uh, as juveniles because they they don't understand what we as adults understand now. And some of us weren't adults back then. I was in high school, sitting at my desk, watching it on a little TV in the top corner of the classroom. Um, Iceman was probably riding dinosaurs. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> no, I was I was on a motor. I was a motorcycle cop, but I was working a, a ten to six. Other people, you know, I talked about it last year during the same time but we'll say it again i was uh working a 10 to 6 shift and i was uh i was had gotten ready already and i forget what i wish i could remember the name of the damn show it was some uh like er type doctor show uh i'm just sitting there watching that waiting you know eating time up waiting to go and uh to go to work and all of a sudden the uh, 
you know, on flashed up there, the, you know, twin towers and, you know, one of them was on fire and uh, the second plane hadn't hit yet. And I'm sitting there watching it and all of a sudden, you know, here comes the second plane and hits on the news. And I'm thinking at first, I'm thinking. Yeah, everybody I, thought the first one was just a freak accident. Well, no, I'm thinking it was part of the TV show I was watching <laughs> at first. I'm sitting there and I'm, then I realized, you know, when the news thing popped, you know, stuff, I like it was real. It's like you're just sitting there in shock that how could this have been, ha- be, this could happen on U.S. soil. Freaky. Yeah, I remember watching the first one hit and everybody's like, oh, my God, look, it's going to be terrible for the firefighters. They got to go up there and, you know, rescue everybody. And I'm like, wow, that's, I, I've never seen that amount of destruction. And everybody just kind of thought, okay, well, this is just an accident, but we're all just going to sit back and watch because we've never seen anything like this uh, that in my life, especially not televised. Um, you might've heard about crazy stuff, but yeah. And then all of a sudden, cause the news crews were focused on the smoke bellowing and stuff like that. Here comes a second jet and it made that pass right through this uh, news camera and just wham hit that second one. And the minute that second one hit, just fire and explosion. You want, to, you want to cancel school? Cancel this. Disney was closed. It was it was all hell. Well, Michael Stara was saying about the kids now, especially very young children, uh, <clears throat> not getting it. I can I can understand they don't have this. I mean, this is their learn. This is basically a history lesson for them in their their textbooks, but. I can kind of understand, not joking or taking light of it, but because I remember when I was little, my mom talking about when John F. Kennedy got shot and killed. She was in high school at the time, and she would say, you know, how 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 they felt and how emotional it was and all the stuff like that. I never quite got because I'm like, you know, I mean, she didn't know the man, and I was, you know, stuff like that. Well. I understand what she's talking about, how, you know, I wasn't in New York. I didn't lose anyone personally in New York, uh, but I watched it, and uh, just being a patriotic person, you know, it stirs up emotions. I can imagine, you know, the, the cops that worked it and the ones that are in firemen, the people that are still alive that didn't get cancer and die. Yeah, think of all the ones that went out to even help, you know, get them out. They, that that nine eleven still killing people this day, you know, with asbestos poisoning and stuff like that. It uh, it it did affect a lot more people than the ones that were in those buildings and the airplanes at the time. I just watched uh, thing had a really, lady that was covered in dust. Uh, her picture was like spread worldwide. She oh yeah, she I mean, you couldn't tell well, who was white, who she, was black, Asian. Everybody was gray. But 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 she she recently died of stomach cancer. <sighs> in fifty something years old. You know, most all them firemen that were there working and the ones that got out alive and stuff like that. I think I think most all of them have died from some type of cancer. I know then. one, but he is in very bad health. But he is a nine eleven firefighter survivor. He was one of the ones there that day. And, uh, man, you, the stories, you ever find a veteran like that of anything, law enforcement that's been through something, and that person wants to share that with you? I don't care if you have a meeting with the President of the United States. I would personally sit and listen to that person's stories because the odds are you're never going to hear it from the, the horse's mouth again. 
and I've learned a lot of knowledge over the years. I mean, shoot, well, an ice man never shuts up, so I got to learn everything. Well, if you know, you know, if you're going to learn it from the president's mouth, uh, you ain't going to learn much because he's going to bed. Well, he's not even going to bed. I think right now. Well, no, I get, granted, he's probably in bed now. But he was. He decided to stop off in Alaska. Uh, to try to deter China and then ended up with a speech where he promoted China and then said he wanted to take a nap. Yeah, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to sleep. Instead of visiting the 9-11 memorial and when he was asked why he is the first president since the tragedy to stop going, he responded with, President stopped responding or going to Pearl Harbor a lot sooner than we did with 9-11. I'm he, sorry. He, he's a he's, he's a joke. I just I don't know. But I, I think I I think that's what is up with the kids. I do want to say this. Uh from experiencing it from a lot my me being law enforcement after nine eleven for a good year afterwards. It's the uh closest and most patriotic I have ever seen this country. Oh, American flags uh, everywhere, man. I know where I live. Uh, of course, I live in a red area. Where I live at, after 9-11, and up to a year or so afterwards, being a law enforcement or firefighter, any kind of first responder, you couldn't go nowhere without somebody thanking you or telling you how much they appreciated you, buying your lunches for you. It was an overwhelming experience. This whole entire country came together as one. Ain't nobody saw white, black, brown, green, nope. orange, or nothing. Everybody we was just Americans. We were Americans that had been attacked and wanted, you know. Yeah, we were pissed. So, I mean, yeah, that, that nothing. The division in this country now is, is sad. But uh, the, I got to experience that that amount of patriotism from I, mean, I actually almost went and rejoined the military after that happened. I think we all did. So, I went to the recruiter's office and they're just like, I don't think you're smart enough to fly one of those, son. <laughs> this is not PlayStation. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it was, hey, it's coming. I it's coming. I know they're going to recruit me to fly an Apache from the United States one day because. Why not? We already have those drones that you could fly from the United States. I, that's just amazing, <laughs> the distance on those things. Well, I got a, a few things to play. I might not play all of them. I pulled the whole one. This one, uh, in Tolstoy, if you need a break in and say something, just tell me to hold up a second so we're not trying to talk over it. It's about six minutes long. This guy was on Kevin Cosgroves. I know I played it last year. But uh, he tugs at your heartstrings. This man was on the phone with the nine one one operators when the towers came down with him in it. So it's a, you I mean you actually hear this man's last voice as he dies. So I'm gonna play it and uh like I said, if you need a break in, let me know and I'll pause it. I got you. What's the telephone number? What's the telephone number? You can do a sheet. You can do a sheet. 4-4-1-2623. 4-4-1-2623. Was that you can't hear it? 
Nope. Oh. I can't hear anything. I'm not quite sure. I'm assuming if I can't, it's probably not recording either. No, it's recording. Like I can see it on the mixer. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know how to let you hear it. <laughs> it car- What's that? Hello? Did he freeze up again? Yes, he did. He might have to call back. Uh, I'll let y'all listen to it while I'm waiting for him to call back. How's that? Uh, nope, nope. He's still moving. You're freezing up here and there, so uh, I don't know what's going on with you. Almost a quarter about a dozen times already. 
S-O-S-T-R-O-V-E. Yeah. My wife thinks I'm all right. I called her and said I was leaving the building. I was fine. And I'm bang. like the guy that called his wife from the airplane and said we're about to fight the hijackers i don't think we'll make it home that that audio itself is just heartbreaking knowing that these american patriots knew what was about to happen and still took the action and dedicated their lives to taking that aircraft down versus allowing it to be another missile um that that is true that's a hero i i on every aspect, those those uh, passengers on I forget is it flight ninety three the one I that went down the Pennsylvania yeah, field ninety three, um, but yeah the the audio of the black box and the phone calls of the people calling home to tell their family goodbye, the entire thing if it doesn't rattle you a little bit, yeah, there's probably something a little wrong which it it's a little touching, um, but shoot up. I got into an argument. It was a client's kid, and uh, I won't mention any names, but they literally got into an argument with me, and we were talking about 9-11, and they're like, that was all just CGI. Those buildings didn't exist. (laughs) And I just stopped for a second, like, okay, this kid's screwing with me because his parents are pretty smart. He can't be that stupid. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, indulge me. And he goes, same thing with the concentration camps. You know, they just made up stories. It never happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, kid. I Stop playing video games and pick up a book. Um, yeah, well, Jesus. that's not video games. He'd be indoctrinated in school. I, I, what the hell? What? I mean, look, I understand that the schools have already kind of lost their mind and started doing the whole uh, the gender reassessment stuff as minors. That's weird. If we tried to do that when we were kids, we would have been sent away to a crazy it's not house. weird. It should be um, illegal. But at the same time, I'm trying to stay away from that. Um, froze again. What is the problem? At least you don't have to see the side of his head like that. But, yeah, all these uh, people that's like, oh, it's, a, you know, that none of this happened. Go back and watch all these old movies. Uh, I said old, they went old to me, but uh, you can see the Twin Towers in all these movies from umpteen years back. 
from from a long time ago. I mean, tragic, very tragic. Like I said, people, you know, I'm in my fifties now. Uh, I think uh, Holster is uh, about forty eight. Uh, what? <laughs> It's hilarious, too, because all my friends always call me old, but I'm always friends with a lot older people. I, I can't handle people my own age. So, like, you know, Iceman here, I think, I, I don't know if you're almost 20 years older than me, but my best friend of all time, Alex, he's, he's exactly 10 years older than me. We can literally figure out who's how age by, you know, one of the other's ages. Um, but when I go out to these public events and these, like, campaigning things, they're all like, oh, God, you're young. Thank you, but you couldn't tell you know, from his hairline. But yeah, well, that's why I usually wear the hats. You know, it makes me look super attractive because here I'm just an island boy. Island boy. But uh, any, I'm not trying to laugh. But like I said, if you have younger children, my grandkids get a little. You know, ever ask me, I'll sit down and tell. Them. I wish I, I lost a lot when we had that flood down here. Uh, was that in six eighteen or whatever? Uh, no, it was sixteen. Uh, what Katrina? No, we had a bit, bit all that flooding we had down here. I can't remember which year it was. Uh, but I, I had stuff in many stores. I had actually when that happened. It's how long? I mean, it's like twenty three years ago or twenty two years ago. I had I just took it, stuck a tape in VCR and let it run on a news channel like all day, and I still had it, but it got you know lost in the flood. But uh, so I had uh, I had like eight hours of original news footage from back then, uh, and I actually did that to save it so because I knew it was going to be part of history. So, as older folks, <laughs> the older ones that listen, I don't know how many young people listen to. It, it it hit us. Uh, it it still hits hard, you know. When I think about it, I don't, you know, I didn't know anybody personally, but I know how I felt when we were being attacked. And for other well, people, that was, that was the thing. Is like I was in high school, and you know, people don't really think about it, especially if you're from the rest of the United States. But there is a very big connection between Florida and New York. Um, New York is heavy on the taxes, so a lot of people get really good money for twenty, thirty years during their career, and the minute they retire, they move to Florida. Well. Then they moved to Florida. I mean, froze again. I know it's not my internet. Because you froze up again for a second. But is my audio froze up or just my picture? Everything. Ah, Jesus. It's the same thing. We've had some people from New York. Uh, I've talked to uh, a a garbage guy that retired from New York. He moved down here in our area because... uh, our cost of living is so much cheaper, and his retirement is so good, money-wise. Not for New York living, but for Louisiana living, right. he's freaking rolling in it, you know. And that, that's what they do. So you know, but we had children in our classes that were affected directly, and it you know it really hit Florida because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, probably forty percent of Florida is made up of New Yorkers. So. You got anything else to say about it? <laughs> uh, no, I just want everybody to take a uh, take a little break before you go to sleep this evening and lay your head on a pillow to close your eyes and thank whoever you might think is a higher power to you and thank them for, uh, you know, being alive. And uh, fate could have been much different 
for all of America with events like that. And uh, they were prevented. And the men and women of law enforcement work every day to make sure that Americans are safe. Uh, so I, I just keep everybody in your prayers. Uh, but you all have a wonderful night. I love every one of you. Stay safe and stay blessed. Take well, care. See y'all Wednesday. Uh, with a lot lighter topics, hopefully. So everybody stay safe out there. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. Remember to smile because I think it always be behind you. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until